We're back. Sports Talk from the Crib with your host, Tanner Christian, with the first episode here of 2021. Available now on all streaming platforms. No worries. You can catch us Monday and Wednesdays from here on out. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode here on Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It feels so good to be back. Did you guys miss me? Well, here we are again with the first episode of 2021. It's been a long time coming. It feels good. This came off my birthday weekend. Enjoyed out some time there on the water and whatnot. Stress-free. It's time to work. But before we get into these topics, a little something of what's been going on. Here with me, and the you know the website has been completely redesigned there at feeltheheatentertainment.com. That's feeltheheatent.com. You'll find you also find the sport articles there, uh, you know social media networks or the podcast streams live there as well. Be there every Monday and Wednesday, so you'll be able to listen to it on the website. And one of the big things here, and then we now have a merch store. So if you're interested in buying some merch and supporting the show. Be sure to go on that feeltheheatent.com, purchase your merch. You can find it on Instagram and Facebook pages as well. So check out the merch. We got some cool stuff there for Feel Heat Entertainment and also some merchandise for sports talk from the crib. You know, search, mugs, things like that. So go check it out. All right. So for the first topic today, we're going to talk a little basketball. You know, some NBA because there was a game last night that really caught my eye. Two teams, the Milwaukee Bucks and the L.A. Clippers battling out last night. The Bucks came out with a victory 105-100. to They closed out the game on a 9-0 run. This makes their fifth consecutive victory there for the Bucks. They held the Clippers scoreless the final four minutes of, a, of the game. And Giannis, the Greek freak, had 36 points, 14 rebounds. 17 of them came in the fourth. But I just want to talk about one play that... I saw last night. It looked like a football play, okay? And the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, they don't call traveling in basketball. They don't call double dribble. They don't call carrying. You can basically just run up down the court. We don't have to dribble the ball anymore. It's hold it like a football. And Giannis did that last night. The game on the line, about 101-100. Bucks had possession of the ball. You know, just under 15 seconds remaining in the game. And it looked like Tom Brady was pitching the ball to Leonard Fournette. He had that wide open lane for the touchdown he had in the Super Bowl. Because that's what Chris Middleton did for Giannis. He passed him the ball there at the three-point line. And Giannis just ran it in. He literally ran the ball in. Made it 103-100. Yeah, how can you stop a guy... Who just caught the ball in the backfield with the lane of offensive line was blocking hella good for this play. <laughs> and he goes right up the lane for the touchdown. Right up the middle. What great blocking there by Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, give them some credit, man. Give them some credit. That blocking, the seam, everybody was, you know, 
out of their gaps on the defense there for the Clippers. You know, they were out of possession. And Giannis just ran it in. Traveling. If you haven't seen the play, it's all over the place. But on YouTube, ESPN, Twitter, you would see Giannis. We all know he has this crazy wingspan. And he could take two steps. Practically how big he is. It seems like from half court and dunk it, right? But go look at that play. The man literally got the ball, threw him in the back, and he ran it in for the score. That's how the Bucks won last night. So anyways, they're on a pretty good tear. And the Clippers, what a surprise. They're choking again in the fourth quarter. I guess it's not really just Doc Rivers' fault. Maybe it's Paul George. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard each had a chance there. They missed a couple three-pointers during that 9-0 run where the Bucks had to uh, you know, end the game. Paul George missed a contested layup. Like, once again, these guys are failing in the fourth quarter. Paul George, 7-21, 2 of 11 from three. You know, Kawhi finished with 25 points. Yeah, that's all good and dandy, right? No. So which team, this is going to lead to my next question, which team can you really say is going to be even impactful. Are we going to get the same teams come playoff time? Bucks currently hold a third in the East. Clippers have a third in the West. Bucks overall is 21 and 13. Clippers overall is 24 and 12. Like I see them both finishing in the top four, obviously, in their respective conferences. Possibly, you know, top two for both of them, maybe. Clippers, I could say, say at three. The Lakers and Jazz, Jazz are on another level right now. And the Lakers are the team to beat in the West. And we all know the Nets are a damn team to beat in the East now with that trio they have there of Kyrie, Harden, and KD. But is this going to be more of the same this year's playoffs as it was last year when it comes to Milwaukee Bucks and the L.A. Clippers? Because once again, the Clippers fail in the fourth quarter. They blow another lead. This is the first time the Milwaukee Bucks have actually won a game this year. After trailing in the third quarter. So there's a sign right there. Again. When it comes to the LA Clippers. And Paul George. Who continues to brick shots when the game is on the line. So which team would you rather have in the playoffs? Is it going to be more of the same Clippers choke job? You know. Again in the playoffs like they did against the Nuggets. Last year. Or are we going to get the Bucks running into somebody like the Miami Heat. With Bam Adebayo. And the rest of their Heat team this collapse the lane on Giannis force him to shoot jump shots so the Bucks get bounced I think we're going to say which team would you rather have right now I don't want either in the playoffs because I think the conferences are respectively like pretty evenly matched this year aside from the top two heavy teams like the Jazz and the Lakers out west Sixers and Nets in the east like, I would say this pretty bunch going to be more of the same. But if I had to pick one to go, it's just, hey, what would you rather have? We have choke job Paul George? We have, have choke Giannis who can't shoot a free throw or a jump shot? It's going to be more of the same. I don't want neither. That's my answer. Will we see more of the same? Yes, we're going to see more of the same. Are they going to get bounced? Possibly both teams. I would say by the second round, both of them are going to get bounced again. And there's that. But the story of the game was Giannis taking the handoff, flying through the middle, 
scoring that touchdown to seal the game for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, so let's get into this QB carousel now, shall we? This QB, you know, speaking out, all these trades that have happened so far, like it's like, what's going on in NFL? They want to be the center of attention. One of the first parts of this quarterback news we're going to get into, the first one is Russell Wilson. Okay, now his agent came out last week, gave four teams, say, hey, if you want to trade me, these are the four teams my client would like to go to. One is the Dallas Cowboys, Chicago Bears, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the New Orleans Saints. Now, is he really going to get traded? I guess it's really heating up for a topic of discussion here. And my answer is still going to be no. I can't see Russell Wilson leaving the Seattle Seahawks this year or before the you know draft day, before the season. Like I can't see that happening. Now, the man is getting paid. But now when you look at it, if they do trade him this year, they're eating $39 million in dead money, Seattle will. But you look at the remaining years on that contract, at three years, 70 mil, the way they're paying quarterbacks nowadays. Now it's kind of a bargain. So the team trade, if I'm Dallas Cowboys, I'm going for it. That would be my destination for Russell Wilson. It's time for Jerry Jones to make a splash again. We're going to get into his quarterback situation here in a second. But it's time for Jerry Jones to make that splash for Big D that everybody wants him to make. Because he really hasn't made a big splash lately. And it's been a few years since he's done it. He's just been in talk because he doesn't want to pay Dak Prescott. They franchised him last year. Now that's going to go way up. So if he can make a trade for Russell Wilson, offer him a, you know, a few first-round picks, throw in somebody else, maybe throw in one of those offensive guys. If it was me, I'll try to throw in Amari Cooper or something. But, you know, that's just me. Maybe throw in Demarcus Lawrence to try to get Russell Wilson because he hasn't lived up to his contract there. But I think a lot of these Cowboys will start playing some pretty damn good ball if Russell Wilson was there and leading the show. Not to say that's nothing against Dak Prescott now. I think Dak Prescott's a pretty damn good quarterback, but he's not Russell Wilson good. Now, Chicago was an interesting thing on there. I can't really see that. Why would you want to go to the Windy City? There ain't really a whole lot there. No, <laughs> it's cold. It's just cold. I wouldn't want to be in the cold. I think his wife likes the city. It's all up to his wife. I think Sierra, his wife, is really looking at, hey, Russell, I want a big market. And that's why you see Dallas, Chicago, Las Vegas, New Orleans as teams on his list. That's why. I think the wife's looking at a big market for herself, for her husband, and for her kids. They went out of Seattle. Went out of the Northwest. And Russell Wilson, the way the beating he has taken his entire career there is pretty damn bad. That offensive line has always been bad. The defense is no longer in the Legion of Boom. 
But now there's word there's friction between Pete Carroll and his sons when they were there. Whatever the Carrolls say goes. Nothing. Pete Carroll never gets in trouble. Pete Carroll doesn't. It's just whatever he says goes. No matter if he's wrong or right. I guess that's what's coming out of there right now. But Russell Wilson, man, he's got two years left on that deal after this. So, is he going to stay or go? I can't see it. I can't see them trading Russell Wilson. I can't see it at all. It's just so it's so odd to think about with all these quarterbacks going around. We had Jared Goff gone, Carson Wentz is you know gone, uh, Matthew Stafford, and we're still waiting on the effects of all these other quarterbacks. Now, who's going to get dealt next? It just seems like it's a competition. Now, how many quarterbacks want out? But my thing is with it, you're signed for all this money. You're making like forty million a year. Yeah, things are going to suffer a little bit. If you look at it from a Seahawks standpoint, look at it from their football team. Hey, we rewarded you. We tried to put the hands of the franchise in you. Remember that call down there that go on the cost of the Super Bowl? We wanted you to get the game-winning touchdown. We didn't want Marshawn Lynch to get it again. We already won one. We're going to win two. We wanted you to be it. Didn't get it. Now, Russell Wilson has thrived over the last few years, and they inspired Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, to try to rework that situation. But truth is, Russell Wilson had his career year, but he's never gotten an MVP vote. This year, Seattle set the most points scored for the season in franchise history. What do they have to show for it? Seattle has to get back to the ground game and defense. And have Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson when the time comes. The problem with that is Russell Wilson doesn't want to do that. So well, that's where the standout's going to come. I mean, if they get so a crazy offer, I think you really have to consider it. Especially if it is from Dallas. You really have to consider it. I think from uh, Russell Wilson, like I said, his family, they just want a big market. He may be looking at the L.A. Rams now and that move they made with for uh, Matthew Stafford. He may be looking at him like, oh, man. I got I got a competition out here now, because now their offense is going to be good. If you thought their defense was great, now their offense is going to be great because they got turnover prone Jared Goff out of there for Matthew Stafford, and the Super Bowls in L.A. too. <laughs> so Russell Wilson's probably looking at this whole situation like, when it all really comes down to it, will they trade him? I don't believe they actually will. I think Russell Wilson may play out that contract. I That's just what I was thinking when I first saw all this news came about. But really now, if they get an intriguing, intriguing offer, they definitely have to consider it because he, after this, he will, this year, he will have only a couple more years left on that deal. And you got to look at getting something for him because he is 32 years old. And you got to look at rebuilding your franchise. Now, I still... Don't think he'll get traded because Seattle is going to try desperately to keep him there and try to get this thing going and improving the team. So I really do not see him getting traded. But like I said, if I get an intriguing offer for Russell Wilson, especially from Jerry's world, I'm going to have to pull the trigger. 
So let's get into Jerry's world here. He's got a quarterback, you know, on side that he franchised last year. He got hurt, had a devastating injury. Dak Prescott, man. What's going on with him? If a franchise tag him again, it'd be $37.7 million. And they got a week to do it. Nobody's been franchise tagged yet in the NFL. And they franchise tagged Dak. It's going to cost them almost $38 million. And they got a week to do it because March 9th is the deadline. Will Jerry Jones do it? Now, this goes into the Russell Wilson conversation. If he can make a trade right now, within the next week, for Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, sorry, you're out of the, you're gone. Obviously. But if he can't make that deal by the time, because I can't see them, you know, Dak Prescott signing the franchise tag and then accepting a trade somewhere else. That's going to be a very hard thing to do because is he actually going to sign the tag? Is he going to hold out? What is there going to try and reach a long-term deal? Maybe they'll sign him to a three-year deal. What is the problem with that? That seems to be the whole they've been talking about this for like two years, I feel like. Is the length of the deal. What is so hard about a three-year, $100 million extension? What is so hard about that? Three-year, $100 million, let's make it all guaranteed. Boom, there you go, Dak. You're a quarterback, man. Done deal. I don't understand what the holdup is. Why do you want to sign up to a five-year deal? Why would you want to sign up to a four-year deal? A short-term deal, if it doesn't work out, you can get out of the contract. You want to have to eat all this dead money like the Eagles have to do with Carson Wentz or the you know, the Rams had to do with Jared Goff. Like, do you want that situation and a long-term deal? Look at that Zeke contract. He hasn't really living up to that. Being the highest paid running back. Has he? Marcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, you give all these people these big contracts and the play ain't really shown on the field. Dak showed you the play on the field. You saw what that Dallas Cowboy team was. They were nothing without him. They were mediocre. Been pretty damn mediocre for like 25 years. But at least when Dak's out there, they got a chance to win the damn game. And he puts his heart out there for him ever since he's been a Dallas Cowboy. So Jerry needs to make a decision. If he can't get something done, some miraculous way for Russell Wilson, he needs to franchise tag Dak for that $37.7 million and have him play it out again. And if I'm Dak Prescott, I sign that because I'm coming off an injury. You're still getting $38 million and guaranteed money for next year. Have it as a Kirk Cousins situation. When he was getting franchise tagged twice, they didn't sign a deal in Minnesota, fully guaranteed. That could be in that kind of conversation, and that very well is a possibility. It may happen to him. So just make it happen, Jerry. This I would just franchise tag Dak Prescott. I wouldn't try to give up all that draft capital for Russell Wilson if I'm Jerry Jones. I franchise Dak, try to get a long-term deal going. If he doesn't happen, let him play out that franchise tag for the year again and revisit it next year and possibly maybe even get his replacement in this year's draft. You may have to draft the quarterback in this year's draft just to be on the safe side in case you don't get something done. But that's what I would do. I would franchise Dak, 
bring all those guys back. It's another year. Hopefully Mike McCarthy, when they all have a full training camp and all that happening this year, they can get that situation on defense figured out. But offensively, it's still a juggernaut. Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, you know, Blake Jarwin. That, to me, is a pretty damn decent offensive group. And they should be back into getting pushing 30 points a game this year with Dak fully healthy and coming back for the team. But that's what I would do if I was Jerry Jones. Will they franchise tag Dak? I think they eventually will. We're going to find out here in the coming days if Dak Prescott gets franchised and what the future, if there really is maybe a trade in the works for Russell Wilson or not. Hold up. Stop the press. We still got another quarterback to talk about with news. This one, I'm going to go with Drew Brees. Down in New Orleans, I thought this man retired. I thought he was calling it quit, spending time with your family. Now he's working out, pictures of service. He's going back. Hey, he may accept the uh, veteran minimum there. At um, It was a $1.1 million to play next year. Listen, Drew Brees, should he retire? The answer is in big capital letters. Y-E-S. Yes, yes, yes. Drew Brees, you have to retire, man. You have to. Don't come back. If I'm New Orleans, I'm locking the building. I am locking that stadium. I'm locking the locker room doors. I'm not letting him in. And that's nothing against the guy. He's a Hall of Famer. Okay? He's been one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen in NFL history. He owns like almost all the statistical categories you can imagine. He's either owned or t- or Tom Brady and him and keep flipping, especially this last year. But he's the top two, okay? He is a top two statistical and stat-wise in NFL history. He's got a Super Bowl. He came up short of his last few years when they had a team to do it. And I think he is one of the reasons why New Orleans doesn't have another Super Bowl. So if I'm Sean Payton, if I'm the owner, I'm locking the doors. I'm saying, listen, Drew Brees, I appreciate you, man. We love you to death. We love you. But you can't play quarterback anymore. Like, we saw that in the playoffs. We saw it. Okay? The man doesn't have that next level step, the arm strength, and everything. It's just not there anymore. He's not, you're not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is like one in a million. He's a robot out there. He never, he just doesn't get hurt. He's healthy. He still looks like he's like 25. You know, he's in his 40s. He's going to play until he's 50. Drew Brees, you're not Tom Brady. So, so Drew Brees retire. Yes. Y-E-S-S-S-S-S-S. Yes. Please, do it for your own sake. Man, you've done everything. You've done it all. Now, New Orleans, they need to figure out their QB situation because Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, who's your quarterback going into the new league year? Who is it going to be? you got to make that decision clear, and you got to stick by it. 
We can't keep the window open for Drew Brees saying our window to win the Super Bowl is now. It's been now in New Orleans for the last four years. They had a team to do it. They just didn't get the job done. They did get screwed a couple times, but still. They still came up short. Some bad, bad luck. But uh, Drew Brees, the window has ended. Please retire before you really do. I don't want to see you get hurt, man. I just don't want to see him have some crazy injury because he's out there. Like, look at last year. His whole rib cage was broken. Like, he can't take those kind of hits no more. His body's coming real fragile, and he needs to retire. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your host, Tanner Christian. Remember, we're going to be every Monday and Wednesday now. Catch new episodes then. It's available on all streaming platforms. You can stream it right there on the website. Too, they're at feeltheheatent.com. Be sure to check out the merch store. We're going to have a little promo code out there for you. Be checking out the merch store. Check out the sport articles. Subscribe to the website so you get the... All you need is an email. That's all you need to subscribe to the website is an email so you stay up to date for the monthly newsletters and be able to get all that information delivered right to you. Some big time things coming. I'm excited. Thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib. I'll catch you all on Wednesday.